Hello, hello there. This is Stan Janowski, also known as Victor Crumb, and you are listening to Paging Mr. Potter. <laughs> Mr. Potter. Harry Potter is a book. We will read it page by page. Come and join us if you dare. Sober girls around me, they be acting like they crumb. Popping bottles in the ice. Like a wizard, when we drink, we do it right. Getting slizzard, slipping slizzard in my right, in my right, like three six. Now I'm feeling so fly, like a bee tricks, like a bee tricks, <laughs> like a bee tricks. <laughs> Come on, that's good. You show yourself short. You said it wasn't a good one. Pretty good, pretty good in my book. There's not a what? character called Bee Tricks, by the way. Beatrix? Oh. <laughs> oh, I was thinking of Beatrix Potter. Potter. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Harry Potter. Yeah, very English cool. thing. Yeah. What? Okay. So actually, wasn't good. <laughs> Beatrix Potter. Isn't she the one that wrote like Peter Rabbit or whatever? Peter Rabbit. Why would I reference her? Well, I guess just you said her name and like it's not from uh, Harry Potter. So I don't know. yeah. I there is no Beatrix in Harry. There's Potter. a B. What's oh, it's Bellatrix. I was thinking. Yeah, of. Bellatrix. That's what I was thinking of and then i was just like it's too late to change it so we're just well, gonna go be like a nickname yeah so yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like if Beatrix. she was in that group what, what, what were they called again the like a g6 guys far east yeah movement. that was what they were called far east movement the far east movement. i have to say that whole thing really passed me by like I, I, that was probably the period of my life where i was the far east the movement or the music the Far East movement, yeah, the nationalist <laughs> movement of the Far East, even, you know, hailing from the Far East myself. Um, <laughs> Andrew woke up one day after a long slumber and suddenly there were like <laughs> Chairman Mao flags everywhere. <laughs> and <laughs> uh, so that's the one where they're like, get slizzard or whatever, right? Mm. Yeah, think, yeah, yeah. The thing about that song that I find odd is the, the term slizzard... And again, mm-hmm. this could just be my ignorance, but it, does anyone use that word? Because there have been other instances of songs where, like, um, you know, a new term has been coined by by an artist, and then uh, it has been picked up by you know the mainstream public. You well, know, like, like Drake um, apparently, Yolo was one of his. Our maybe good friend um, Ricky Stewart. Remember, didn't he come up with a new phrase? Was that Never- the weak gutted dog? Was that <laughs> his weak gutted dog. dog? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's like it's really down to the great thinkers of our time. If you're gonna like mm-hmm. stick your neck out and try and popularize a new term, mm. I think Shakespeare made up some words like yeah. I think brilliant and was you know, bubble phrases. So, yes, yeah, so things that like no one had ever fucking heard of, and then he just said it. And what the fuck did they call a bubble today. before That's him? Really weird. <laughs> Although to be fair, that might not be correct. He might not have invented and, the and word bubble. What? What happened in that play that made them for the first time recognize a bubble as a separate? <laughs> they just Somebody never was having come a bath. anyway. And then I guess like reading your example, Ricky Stewart, another thought leader, um, mm-hmm. albeit you know more recent, <laughs> more recent than Shakespeare. <laughs> well, he, he's a, dude, that's a very, such a good point. He is more recent than Shakespeare. He's more recent, <laughs> and then and that's the only difference. Both controversial in their time. Ricky Stewart obviously got fined for um, calling a, a 12-year-old boy a weak-gutted dog. And didn't Shakespeare, yeah. they, they burnt down the globe or something like that in protest? Oh, possibly. <laughs> so we don't know if Ricky Stewart will stand the test of time, but we do know that the Far East movement, for, for all their greatness and influence... <laughs> their greatness, yeah. I don't know if um if Slizzard's really entered the vernacular. I don't have you ever successfully utilized it in a well, sentence. May, perhaps it's more popular in the Far East. I mean, maybe we aren't the True. audience for it because this is obviously the the Asian century, as we've been told. And mm. um, so perhaps this isn't you know it's kind of like you think of K-pop, for example, which um you know to me terrible. Uh, it's not. Oh good no, Andrew, at all. Andrew, Andrew, Andrew! You can't, you can't. This is like <laughs> this is more. 
incendiary than like um, mm. drawing the Prophet Muhammad or something these days, talking about K-pop because their stands, I've seen them on Twitter, Andrew. They mm. will oh, come yeah. for you. Mm. They will come hard. Hashtag PMP is going to be hijacked overnight by just <laughs> yeah. relentless streams of K-pop stars. I'm just saying that like, it's not for me. So uh, it's not that I'm right or they're wrong or vice versa, but you know, the, if it's a numbers game, I guess they're right because K-pop's obviously very popular and now we've, you know, we've got to the bottom of it. I think clearly slizzard is a term that they're very fond of in the east. Mm. Um, so I don't know, it's just um cultures are funny, aren't they? So they're you're saying different. the culture might end up becoming more slizzard uh, in the next 10 to 15 <laughs> oh, years with any luck. Given the rise of South Korea's, you know, an emerging economy. Yeah, uh, mm. and um, we maybe it ties into climate change. You know that mm. maybe we'll, we'll see some inclement kind of well, slizzards rolling in um, <laughs> through New York in the winter. It's yeah. a grade four slizzard. <laughs> <laughs> I think you. Um, I think you measure them like it's like the size. What's the um, seismic? What are the earth, uh, what are they? Yeah, the Richter scale. The Richter scale. Richter scale. Fucking I think hell. the scale for slizzard weather is like levels of G's and G six <laughs> <Right>. being <laughs> the okay. ultimate. I get it now. Kind of. Um, oh god, we're really struggling to get our fucking words out today. I mean, me especially. Yeah, no, no, no. But, me too. Um, I'm right with you. This brother. is a bad podcast. Yes, this Ooh, is one of our fun. worst starts yet. But can I just say? Before we go on, because it's incredibly relevant, we actually had a message during the week. Um, we got a we got a review because I think we spoke about we asked people to go onto the iTunes page and review us last week. I have no idea why, but um, <laughs> we did. And so somebody obviously did that, and they had a look at some of the other reviews we had on there. So this is a review from Lloyd Ruz in um, 2018, and I, I don't, we don't need to read the entire page, uh, the entire review. But he said, um, just a heads up, I've been reading ahead and 167 is a great page. What? So, so back in 2018, it was forecast that this episode that we are doing right now was going to be an absolute belter because apparently the page is amazing. That's according to Lloyd Ruz. So, you know, the prophecy has That's been written. Nuts. So far... It's going to have to turn things around pretty quickly because uh, we're struggling to, 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 to you know, speak. Yes. Um, but apparently so this is going to be an absolute belter of an episode. Well, if the prophecy is written, and, and thank you to, I think it was Carl, I'll just call him Carl, just because we've actually had a lot of feedback from people saying, um, thank you so much for not saying my full name. So maybe we'll start to uh, not <laughs> do that. It's probably the most positive feedback we've it's had is people <laughs> thanking yeah. us for not mentioning <laughs> their name. Thanks to Carl... Um, who actually brought this to our attention. Obviously, there's no way we would have found this. And he he said, was bored and listening to old episodes at work. And people always start their messages to this um, to us like this as though they have to make an excuse for listening to the pod. Like, it's never, it's never <laughs> it's just so like, true. oh, I, 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 was, uh, I was really busy but managed to find time for the pod. They always like really go to great lengths to be like, I had absolutely fucking no other option in my life. Like I was so bored at work. There was literally nothing else to do. So I went back and listened to some old podcasts. Um, and he actually, to his credit, to Carl's credit, uh, has actually managed to find a little bit of gold for us. So thanks, Carl. He actually said, I ran out of non-psychotic podcasts to listen to. So thought I'd start <laughs> listening to old episodes of your ones. That's lovely. <laughs> Thank you so I mean, much. on one hand, it's like a little bit offensive that people feel the need to, um, you know, preface every correspondence with us with like, a, I'm only doing this, you know, because I, I literally like somebody else is, you know, using the TV head. and there's nothing else yeah. I can do possibly. <laughs> I'm locked in my room and blah, blah, blah. Whatever. It's like a fuckhead disclaimer. It's like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a fuckhead disclaimer. It's your, it's your bog standard fuckhead disclaimer. <laughs> it's, it's, it's all boilerplate. <laughs> You know, just sign at the bottom. It's your classic fuckhead disclaimer. <laughs> Maybe just for our confidence, we could leave the fuckhead disclaimers out of the messages. We'll just assume. We'll just assume Take that you've got nothing going yeah. on in your life. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'd just like one of you to start your messages to us throughout the week with, hey, guys, you know, was really up against it, but um, managed to prioritize the podcast over one of my many other tasks and wishes. <laughs> Yeah. The kids went hungry tonight because I was listening to your podcast. I had <laughs> yeah, to go back and listen to the first hundred episodes. <laughs> that is incredibly unlikely though, right? That 
right when we mentioned, like for some it's reason, nuts. we asked people to review the pod last week for the first time in a hundred weeks. Yeah. And now like this one pod of files managed to dig out a comment about page 167. I'm going to take it as an omen. I think it's going to be an absolute belter of a page. And I really hope so uh, because <laughs> word on the street is we don't have a lot to talk about today. <laughs> well, so that, that's, really what I, that's what I've heard. If I've we heard didn't have to sources. rush through the page in 30 seconds. I mean, I listened back to last episode and... Um, we barely, like, we barely... I don't think you read an actual word from the page, Rian. You just kind of summarized it. And then you finished by saying it's actually a really good page. It was actually the most, like, um, touching, you know, emotional, yeah, moving one. touching page. And, I, and there was a part of me that was like, I wish we'd read that. Because it's been 166 weeks of terrible pages. We finally mm. get to one that was okay, and we've just... We didn't bother that week. Yeah, yeah. It seems crazy. Oh, well. It seems really mental to do that. Um... <clears throat> Oh, well. Actually, I mean, I can I can stretch this out a little bit longer. Please. Like a G six is actually a very um, formative song for me because it was the first song I remember that was ever playing when I kissed a girl, and I don't know if you really? remember. It was at um, Rachel N's house. You all might have been in <laughs> the party, oh, yes. and I don't know if you remember. <laughs> But like, I didn't really know. It was on the dance floor. It was with this, no idea who the girl was. Just at this house party. And then I, because I never really kissed a girl or anyone before. I didn't really know what to do. I was just like so excited that I was like finally kissing someone. And the hmm. whole dance floor had cleared out and it was just me and her. And apparently Lovely. what I was told after making out with her was that um, I didn't stop dancing while I kissed her. So as we were making out, I was just like, my whole body was just contorting and moving to the beat while she was like trying to kind of wrangle me like a, a slippery python or something like that. Because I forgot that you actually, you actually have to stop and kiss someone. It's like, just it's a singular action. You um, went straight for the most advanced move. <laughs> were you dancing... A merry jig at having finally kissed someone, yes. or you just like swept up <laughs> in those slizzard um, beats. Um, I, 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 it's it's hard to say, but I, I remember bringing in the background. I remember coming out, like she just, you know, we made out, and then she just left. Um, and then uh, a guy, Eric, a yeah. friend, came even up wanting to me. more, baby. <laughs> yeah, came up to me, put his arm around me, and he goes, "Okay." That was bad. (laughs) 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 So everyone was just looking at me. So you not only had your first kind of make-out session with to this song, but you were literally dancing to it while engaging in said activity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exciting. Didn't know you were supposed to stop. Oh well, everyone fumbles around the first time. Yeah. What a song though I mean I can't imagine It's not exactly slow dancing Is it Like I mean it's not (laughs) I can't imagine that you had One arm around her shoulder Yeah (laughs) I wonder where she is now Well speaking of messages um, Andrew did we get any Messages through (laughs) on the Instagram This week About our exciting new partnership With um, dating app Is it Hingefuck Well it actually seems We've got multiple sponsors Um because it doesn't only link to hinge fuck. There's also, I think there's one called, is it bumble fuck or fuck bumble or something? <laughs> yes. Okay, so I see the pattern emerging. Um. So if, if you haven't listened to last week's pod, just to quickly catch you up, we discovered, oh man, I say we discovered, a listener obviously <laughs> showed us out of our ways. Um, mm. What is that? Is that someone at an F1? Oh yeah, sorry. My the apartment I'm in is so loud. Like, they, Do I, you I don't know how much. Have like it's motor racing events. Are you like? Are you like in the middle of a race course? Like in that someone's using? Section? No, it did sound a lot like an F1 track there. I think that was some sort of gardening power tool. I'm not sure. Somebody's really going to town out there. There's a lot of construction around me. There's also cool. ambulances. Um, and the ambulances and police cars over here, honestly, too loud. I think they're overdoing it. It's crazy <laughs> loud. They're so noticeably louder in, in England. It's like, yeah, way louder, way louder. It's an autist's nightmare. <laughs> <coughs> um, 
What were we saying? <laughs> that, oh yeah, we we know. Well, a listener brought to our attention that for you know some three years, the tiny URL in our um, Instagram biography that was supposed to link to the podcast uh, from our Instagram page has actually been linking to what we now know is a variety of. Um, sexually charged dating websites they don't seem to be you know like Hinge where the aim you know they say the only app that wants you to delete it it's not about finding love um, it was no. about really finding fucks seems to be the aim a fuck finding <laughs> app is what it was a fuck finding mission if you're on a fuck yeah, finding fuck mission <laughs> this is the this is the uh, link for you and one of them was um, was Hinge fuck uh, and it depicted a, you know, a, a sort of uh, A or B option of of two cartoon women uh, performing pretty, you know, graphic and um, albeit impressive uh, sexual acts upon uh, two unknown uh, men. Um, yeah, you, you did describe that in excruciating detail um, on last week's pod room, probably about 10 minutes worth of description on those two uh, suck jobs. So maybe we can take that as read a little bit as well. Yeah, if you really sure, want, sure, if that tickles sure. your fancy, go back and listen. <laughs> um, yeah, we had know, a lot of people messaging about that because I think Reed and very kindly decided to leave the link up. Um, and I, I've just noticed you've still left that up. I asked you to uh, remove oh, that. Yes. Um, yeah, yeah I that's might still get there. To that. So, pretty much the main messages we've been getting for this entire week have just been screenshots of porn that our listeners have been sending in. Um, mm-hmm, that, to mm-hmm, be fair, mm-hmm. we linked them to directly from our bio on Instagram. So, um, be awesome, Reden, if you wouldn't mind changing that to, I don't know, something, even deleting it altogether. Even if you can't be bothered putting together a new page in Mr. Potter link, let's just get rid of the porn links from our um, uh, Instagram page. That would probably be my preference. But yeah, a lot of people appreciated okay. it. Yeah, I mean... So, did anyone successfully fuck after using the app first and foremost? Did we get any good news stories? Oh, God. Um, Pay more than an app for that. I think for a lot of our listeners, unfortunately, it was simply a fap-finding mission instead of a fuck-finding mission. Um, Mm, mm. uh, There were lots of pictures, uh, cartoons, some real life, um, uh, but no, didn't seem to, you know, got no indication from uh, any of our listeners that, any of them had any sort of sexual activity over the past week. So, uh, I mean, that all tracks, yeah, yeah historically speaking. That's, Makes uh, sense to me. Not a big shock. <clears throat> anyway, we'll keep you, um, you know, up to date with what's going on there. Um, I imagine Reed won't delete that So for at least a few days. <laughs> so, if you do want to check that out, feel free to go check out our um, Instagram page. It's probably the easiest way to find sort of... Pornography and on the do internet. let us know if the app gave you a virus, either electronically or STD. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I feel like that's what that's all leading to, one way or the other. Um, well, if we don't have any more owl mail to deal with, um, but we still, I assume, want to put off the page for yeah, a, yeah, a yeah. good while. Of course, yeah, of course. A while, ages, please. Knowing that we really didn't have any content for this week, I went to a, a, just a wellspring of content for this podcast. Yeah. Um, it's none other than the Courier Mail newspaper. Oh, thank uh, you. Which is like the only tabloid in Queensland. It's cover to cover NRL. And as luck would have it, today I'd like to bring you uh, the Courier Mail's 2022 Power 100 list. Oh, we love it. Counting a power down list. the most powerful people <laughs> in Queensland. Sort of copying the Power Potter rankings or whatever we used to call That's them. right. Yeah. And, I mean, my interest in this is mainly NRL news related. I want to see how many rugby league figures make the top 100 <laughs> most powerful people in Queensland. Surely. And you'll be happy to know there are a lot so far. <laughs> well, and that's and correct. I mean, that, that's how it should be. For our um, international listeners as well, how, how would you describe Queensland? Queensland is like... Hmm. I guess like our Florida, yeah, kind if, of. Very, I mean, it, it, it's it's a northern. I, I thought I knew what Queenslanders were all about, Reed, and until the most recent federal yeah, election, exactly. I have to that say. really threw a spanner in the works. And now I feel because now they're more progressive than us. Yeah, previous election, we kind of the whole country blamed Queensland for the pathetic, like very conservative. Um, and batshit government that we ended up with under Scott Morrison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yet, 
you know, in in recent times, I think Brisbane is now a Greens um, electorate. They seem to be making some progress, but um, you know, being from New South Wales and being obsessed with rugby league, we kind of instinctively hate the Queenslander. We see them as a um, state of doofus uh, country folk, <laughs> bubkins, yes. if you will, bumbling yeah, yeah, yeah. wretched fools. <clears throat> yeah, and and the state of you know Pauline Hanson, uh, people who genuinely hate foreigners. Um, <laughs> You would not, not have been a fan of the Far East the constituents movement. of this podcast. <laughs> hate the Far East <laughs> She is the, one of the least slizzard people. <laughs> yeah. She's a lizard person, but she's not a slizzard person. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so um, this is... I'll, I'll give you the, a little bit of the introduction. Now, it's only... Um, Places 100 to 51 this week So we're going to have to wait And maybe do a follow up You know, depending on how Boring and unfunny this segment is Um, (laughs) But I'll give you the introduction So ranked according to their influence Brackets and the ways they use it Great writing there (laughs) Great clarification Ranked according to their influence And the ways they use it The ultimate Power 100 list Reveals Queensland's biggest movers and shakers Today Ooh. we reveal who made the Ooh, cut kept the shakers ranked- in this list I think last just- time they only had movers Movers only Well, Because I was just thinking of like <laughs> yeah, If I was immigrants. putting together this list Of like the most powerful people in Queensland Would not want to see any of them move Let alone shake um, Quite <laughs> grotesque figures Physically <laughs> There's some real shakers in this list I can confirm Okay, alright, alright It's good to know <laughs> Now, all were assessed on one dominant criteria their ability their to dominance. influence the decisions. <laughs> 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 the ability to influence the decisions that matter in Queensland. So maybe keep that in mind as well. They were okay. also then critiqued and ranked on how effectively they use this influence. There's a lot of words to say. Not a lot so far in this. <laughs> I mean, I was going to say like that seems pretty. Uh, that seems pretty up for debate. Like the the issues that matter in Queensland. This is coming from the like conservative rag, the Courier Mail, right? So I mean, that's that's the conservative uh, NRL rag, Andrew. So <laughs> yeah, that, that's very much the lens as as this list kind of okay. reveals. Okay, got it. Um, so uh, to paraphrase, basically. This um, short list was kind of put together by members of the Korea Mail newsroom. Don't know what special um, kind of expertise they have in, in particular. Um, and then it was culled down, but there's no executives or editors from News Corp or any Fox-related, um, like, employee mm-hmm. or executive. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably for obvious reasons, because that's the only people who have any influence in <laughs> Queensland. <laughs> um, but without further ado, let's jump into the list. And I will say from my initial peruse, there's just so many um, faceless, milk toast, just government bureaucrats and <laughs> just like CEOs and it, like interchangeable executives. But a few people did stand out. Yep. So just for, for context... And just to confirm, Nathan, you said in your initial peruse, are we talking still about Queensland or have we switched now to the nation uh, of Peru in South America? <laughs> <laughs> that's so stupid, but no, still got a laugh out of me. Um, <clears throat> all right. So for, for context, number 99 is the Queensland Supreme Court Chief Justice. So that's the highest member wow. of the judiciary in Queensland. And that's what number okay. hundred barely made the list. They they threw her a bone. Ninety nine. <laughs> Ninety nine. Okay. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I imagine if she was a male, they would have bumped her up a bit. Oh, <laughs> You'd yeah. have to assume so. Um, Andrew, I'm hoping you might be able to give us a little rundown on number ninety eight. Okay. Peter Beatty. Do you, does that name ring a bell to you at all? Uh, I, I mean, I know I know who he is. I think he was the premier, right? I, I don't know a whole lot about. Uh, Queensland politics. He w- he was the premier a while ago, but yeah, in more recent memory, he's known um, as the. Oh, of course. Sorry, I'm, how how could I forget? I was thinking of his political career, but of course, I mean, there, it, it is such a complicated um, system, the NRL. So I actually can't exactly remember what his role was, but he was an extremely he was the um, commission chairman. Yeah, he was, yeah, he was commissioner. like the commissioner or whatever for the for the, uh, for the NRL. So. Um, that's probably what he's best known for. Yeah, and and in that capacity, very famously, 
he um, couldn't name the team Cronulla Sharks. He had no <laughs> idea who they were. And he, um, he saw a young fan wearing a Barcelona soccer jersey and said, hey, look, it's a Newcastle Knights fan. <laughs> so, and this was while he was one of the most prominent and powerful figures in the NRL. So a real clown. I've actually and got glad up. glad to see he still wields influence. The, um, <laughs> that Cronulla Sharks moment. So what happened was he was on TV. So he'd just become commissioner of the entire sport. So like, you know, uh, <laughs> the highest ranking official in the sport. He's gone from being like a state premier to that. Um, and then Phil Gould. Ooh, uh, acid wit Phil Gould. <laughs> Who, the, who we get most of our, um, probably most of our Dumble Do's and Don'ts are vicariously through his Twitter feed. I mean, he is the doyen of NRL and one of the, the sharpest minds in the sport. He's a genius. Which makes the him a intellectually subnormal in the, in the One of the softest but. bodies, but one of the, the sharpest <laughs> minds. A real shaker. <laughs> oh, oh my God. Shaker. You do not, you better be sitting down if you're going to watch this man move and shake. All right, <clears throat> and and he put to uh to Peter Beattie one of the most patronising questions you'd ever see <laughs> an, a, an official receive, um, a real softball question, um, so softball to the point where it's actually offensive that you would ask someone. It's like asking a fucking you know doctor what two plus two is, but uh, <laughs> he says, famously good mathematicians. <laughs> A doctor of maths, I assume. Doctor of maths. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doctor of maths. <laughs> um, he says, I can't let you leave without asking, answering this one question. The team, it's real classic gotcha journalism. Real <laughs> awful stuff. The team that plays out of the Sutherland Shire, is it the Cronulla Hawks, the Cronulla Seagulls, or the Cronulla Sharks? <laughs> and Peter Feedy replied, I'll be honest, I wouldn't have a bloody clue. <laughs> Oh my god You know what That is very ballsy On the part of Phil Gould Because he would look like A complete fucking moron For asking that If the guy he Was interviewing Had a basic understanding Of one of the team Like He would look like A complete fuckhead if well, you and just the see thing, the team in passing, like you don't even have to be involved in the NRL to know about the Cronulla Sharks. Like I'm in Melbourne. No one in Melbourne follows any, any NRL. If I said, what's the NRL Cronulla team? Most people would at least be able to know Sharks because it just you, you just come up against it in the news somewhere. Like you have to actively be <coughs> avoiding the NRL and blocking your ears and closing your eyes every time there was any NRL news to never have that um, well, and, logic. Unless we forget, he was the commissioner of the Australian <laughs> Rugby League. So, <clears throat> but the other the thing that I think is craziest about this, and it kind of betrays just how fucking weird politicians are in general, is like he must be one of the only people in all of Queensland to not know that an- the answer to that question. Because like Queenslanders <laughs> fucking love rugby league. Love he's meant to be a representative of the state. So even yeah. forget the fact that he's the commissioner of the ARL. The fact that he he doesn't even like. The fact that he doesn't know about rugby league after being the leader of the state is insane to me. (laughs) He must have come across it at some point. It must have come up. Very odd. Anyway, so very, very exciting to see him still, yeah, wielding some influence, albeit way down the list on number 98. More Mm -hmm. than the judge, though, right? Number 97. So we're doing the whole list, are we? (laughs) (laughs) No, no. (laughs) I'll I'll try and peel out some of the, um, you know, the most interesting people. Now, Clive mm. Palmer is 97 on the list. Oh, God. Ooh, friend that of the show. Sound, right? Friend of the show, um, another shaker, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> He's a big shaker. Yeah. Like, it seems a bit... That seems low, doesn't it? 97? It seems very... Didn't he... He crippled I mean, the state know, financially it, with his... Um, yeah. I think it was Queensland nickel business. Still owes hundreds of millions of dollars. He certainly exerted uh, a lot of power over those workers. I'd say his influence is still being felt to this day. I Um, mean, a lot of people still, you know, uh, it it is up for debate, but a lot of people put him as um, one of the main reasons why, um, you know, the coalition won the election in, was it uh, 2017, was it? I I can't remember the years, but yeah, whatever it was. That election where, you know, he ran like the most expensive anti-government campaign, sorry, anti-Labor campaign, anti-Greens campaign. And, you know, a lot of people made fun of the fact that he didn't pick up any seats himself or maybe picked up one seat. But um, most people in the know, you know, claim that he had a huge impact on um, driving down the vote for Labor. So, I mean, that's a, I mean, that, that, 
that's pretty impactful, I would have thought. But perhaps his perhaps his powers on the wane. Is that the point that they're making? Or maybe just Queensland is so full of powerful movers and shakers like maybe once we start right, digging into true. let's go below and we'll see maybe there is someone who it's literally a has a political party named after their very name um and multiple seats mm. in parliament okay <laughs> it's a good point it is a good point well um back to the nrl theme we've got at number 95 we've got the gold coast titans co-owner rebecca frizzell um. so she co-owns <laughs> the most pathetic probably sporting brand in the nation um a team that has no right to exist barely nope. won a game this year um has no supporters i mean it's where players uh. go to just like End their career Like it's just like The pension <laughs> yeah. Like it's like Where they go to Cash in their chips Like it's not a real club They don't have any followers I've never met anyone I, I've met one person And I know a lot of people That follow rugby league I've met one person That follows the Gold Coast Titans In all my days They just like Are so insistent To have Gold Coast Be a big sporting city With like Even like their AFL team's garbage Like the yep, NRL's yeah, garbage Yeah yeah yep, yep. But I'm um, glad to see That the co-owner Made the list um, number 92 is the Irwin family um, <laughs> I think that And that's kind of emblematic of how I see Queensland to be fair yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just a bunch of like crocodile wrestlers um, So that's exciting Yeah, I'm, I'm interested uh, to see how um, Little Robbie Irwin is exerting his influence More so than <laughs> <laughs> The nefarious political <laughs> uh, Campaigns of Clive Palmer I mean it makes, it makes me wonder What is that motherfucker doing? Well, I guess it's because, like, you know, in terms of when you're measuring power, you can't just measure it in the human realm. So, yes, does Clive, Powell, Clive Palmer have more kind of dominance over the body politic, um, human affairs, etc.? Yes. But if it ever came down to a, uh, you know, a reptilian sort of situation where, you know... <laughs> a lizard, not a slizzard, a lizard or a, um, or a, uh, some sort of crocodile, even a... Uh, Quokka or something maybe I, I think his, his, I think his talents extend beyond the reptilian realm but I, you know, I'm just saying I think that maybe that's what got him over the line Perhaps yeah, he I, will- think, I think he could draw together a more potent coalition of marsupials um, <laughs> than Clive Palmer. that's what I was trying to say yeah very well <laughs> so, put um, <laughs> let's keep it moving uh, so 91 I'll just mention we've got the Broncos chairman Carl Morris who looks like an incredibly boring human yep um, exuding a quiet power with a career spanning 30 years in financial services and wealth management. Fuck me, Dad. I'm just, wow. I'm just like actually just falling asleep reading. <laughs> but he's the CEO of the Brisbane Broncos and yet another powerful, influential NRL figure on this crackpot list. Um, now, number 76. So really like getting pretty powerful yeah, now. Yeah. We've got Billy Slater. Okay. Um, well, no. Coach he's, of the, I mean, not a physically powerful man. He's only quite small, but um, I mean, he he did coach the uh, the mighty Queensland Maroons this year, right? Andrew, that's what it's. Let me read his little profile. Billy Slater could have run for premier and got the job after guiding Queensland to victory in the first State of Origin match. <laughs> well, just after the first match, not even the series. Nope, one match. You, you can get to premier just just put winning on the one back match. of one match. That's but doesn't crazy. that take you the problem with that? The problem with that is that it, and it's a, a problem with a lot of business structures as well. Like, um, mm. you're taking away Billy from where he's thriving the most, and yes, you're moving him upwards into you know a, a, a higher position, but you're actually taking away from what he's actually good at. Now he's not a a, a state manager. He's not a natural premier. You're better off keeping him where his talents lie in coaching. It's kind of like how. You know, they say writers become, you know, wider writers become editors of magazines. They should just keep writing and writing. That's the, yeah. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> no, no, no. It's a good point. It's a really good point. I mean, and it's, and it's, it's funny because I've always, I don't know if I've ever said this on the pod, but my big, you know, I'm not in the prediction game. That's not what we do on this podcast. We read one page of Harry Potter every week. But if I was going to make a prediction, don't you about literally the make predictive of- models for a job? Oh, yeah. I guess I am in the prediction game. Well, this is not a model backed <laughs> <laughs> prediction. This is just a um, a broader cultural prediction I'd like to make for the country of Australia, the nation of Australia. And I don't know if I've ever said this on the pod, but if I have, it's always good to refresh the memories of the listeners. 
my big prediction is that Matty Johns will be the prime minister of this country one day. And I think like oh, if yeah. he wow. ever was to That's stand, he would win easily. He, he'll get every single male vote. Um, and uh, I just think like if we ever go down the sort of Trump route, he's he's got to be our guy. Well, he, he's, he's got a Trumpian um, backstory. I mean, of course, like Trump had the grabbing by the pussy fiasco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, Matty Johns had the, uh, you know, the group sex. Well, he's got a litany of, of, of indiscretions, yes. misdemeanors. Real Sexual and otherwise. Yes. yes. Yes, 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 yes. But he's pissed funny and that's what we love about oh, him. He, and he spins a good yarn too. So oh, yeah. But he can get so serious. True. He's not scared to get serious. I don't know if you've seen any of his interview work. Sometimes he talks about, you know, depression and things like that. Very powerful stuff. So, uh, anyway. That's, but he's not, he's a New South Welshman, famously from Newcastle. Yeah, yeah. So, he'd, we're he'd getting off track. the list, I'd say, in New South Wales. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, number 72 is Cameron Smith, but not the NRL Cameron Smith, unfortunately. Curveball. It's Cameron Smith... Hyphen golf superstar. Oh, that guy. So, <laughs> yeah. Cam Smith has made golf cool again for the people least <laughs> likely to play it. The mullet wearing, rev headed working class boys bringing the elite sport back to the common man. What does this have to do with like political influence? <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. Just getting a few more bogans to play golf isn't exerting real power. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> it's just something that happened. And he's soon to be one of the richest um, sportsmen in the world when yeah, he signs with Greg Norman's weird, yeah, yeah, Saudi Arabian offshoot of the PGA, whatever the fuck yeah, that yeah, is. Yeah. So he's not even the most influential Cam Smith in the state, and yet, and yet he's somehow <laughs> <laughs> he's somehow twenty spots above Clive Palmer. Um, now this this is a bit harsh, I'd say. Number fifty six is Pauline Hanson. Okay, and I'd say. Higher. You know, she's still a senator. She's still, in my view, synonymous with the great state of Queensland. Mm, mm. Um, and the great movement of racism. <laughs> great movement oh, of racism. Right. Thank you, Rudin. Yeah, I think I think she's been a bit hard done by there. Um, very, very weird one as well is number 55. Hang on, let me just find it. <clears throat> Rudin, Gillian, Gillian McLaughlin. Oh, oh this Gillian, guy. yes. The, uh, Head of the AFL But he's, he's about to step down It's actually I mean he's only going to be Head of the AFL for I think maybe A, a, a month <laughs> And then he's done Okay What's he doing though After that Is he going to be Starting no, a party no, he's, or? he's not He's not moving on to, to anything I think he's just taking time off To to be with his family So I think Definitely within mm. his family His stock is rising I mean he's going to be Exerting uh, A lot more influence <laughs> Within his family well, he'll be somewhat um, so something of a runs. father figure, I would think, within the family. Yeah, for once he'll finally be something of a far father figure. Uh, That's exciting. To his children, I don't, yeah. I don't know anything about their family. Um, but <laughs> I'm sure they're lovely. I'm sure they're not, but whatever. I'm sure they're awful. Um, Who else is on the list? It does upset me a little bit to see an AFL personality, for whatever reason, out outranking all of these prominent NRL. Um, it feels a bit tokenistic, right? I mean, it was like how we had that whatever that random co-owner of the Titans. You know, we had we had to throw one woman in there. We'll throw one AFL person in there. This is just yeah. Yeah. the Chief Justice as well. <laughs> she, got, <laughs> yeah. she was thrown a bone at number ninety-nine. Oh, yeah. Anyway, and then the last one I want to mention is at number fifty-two, Peter Dutton. Um, oh, okay. you know, maybe <laughs> leader of the federal opposition. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, they did lose the last election, but I would still say. He'd probably crack the top fifty in my book. Um, <laughs> he's outranked the top actually 50. by top 50. he's outranked by Henry Palaszczuk, who's the premier's father. Um, <laughs> I, I just don't know anymore. Um, that's crazy. Yeah. So I mean, that's the list. Great um, list. I mean, you know, my my eyes will be peeled for the top fifty. Oh my god! It, it, all all the families will be gathered around the TV. Andrew, I know you don't like to double in. Pre- Predictions, but um, oh, except professionally, of course. Um, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Except on a day, but day who day do basis. we think might crack the top ten? I mean, they've they literally have ticked off pretty much everyone I can think of. Okay, I'd in jet, maybe Jim Chalmers is someone I think could be up there. Very boring, mm-hmm. you know, answer, but like he's probably somebody that should be up there. I would think as the I think he's the treasurer, right? So I mean. He's a Queenslander. Jonathan Thurston, maybe? JT. JT, yeah. JT. <laughs> the King there. Wally Lewis. Yeah. Um, Kenty? What's, 
<laughs> Who's that? Kenty, perhaps? Oh, Kenty. I didn't know he was a Queenslander, um, but that checks out. What about out. Um, Australian Idol? Uh, I think she came sixth or seventh. Ricky Lee Coulter. Yeah, she could well. Oh, uh, yes. She could well make the list read, and that's it's a great prediction. Well, this is exciting. <laughs> this is going to be. I mean, I'm. I can't wait. I cannot wait for next week. Is it next I'm week? I'm hoping Kevin Rudd does not make the top 100 because he will just be so fucking <laughs> he angry. He'll hit the roof. Well, they are they they News Corp, aren't they? Career Mouse. So yeah. Oh yeah. yes. He probably won't be fucking making the top 100. Really hanging out for that. Anyway, um, killed some time. Yeah, really good. Killed a lot of time. Uh, that was great. I actually just remembered before we get onto the page, and we don't have to do the full thing, but I just was having a look at my notes, and mm-hmm. um. And I must preface this by saying this is definitely nothing. But remember we were thinking of doing like some movie ideas and things like that a couple of weeks ago? Clearly we've oh, forgotten yeah. about Dude, that. Dude, I, w- I want to pursue this. I don't <laughs> want this to like be one of those many, 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 many pathetic segments that we forget about. Well, I woke up the other night um, mm-hmm. in the middle of the night and I couldn't get back to sleep. So, I had a bit of a think about some options. Now, <laughs> Excellent. Now that I'm looking at them, not, they're not great. First of the first one, it's um, and it's just titles, right? Um mm-hmm. The first one is, this is more of a TV show, I think, than a movie. Um, I'm imagining it's kind of like a, a bit of a um, reality TV show. It's called Farmer Wants a Knife. And it's, okay. um, the way that it works is, I mean, I mean, we can workshop it, but the way I'm thinking it would work is um, we. it's a reality TV show where we put cameras on all of these different farms. Maybe it's like a knockout tournament, top eight, eight different farms across Australia. Um we remove all sharp objects from the farm. So they have to try and go about their business with no, <laughs> no knives, no thrashes, um, no sickles. So is that something you do use? Do they on have a farm? to say, like, um, so they've got to, you know, slaughter a pig and they're not allowed to use mm-hmm. a, a knife? use their of bare any hands. Kind. So you've just got to maybe, you know, how, how, are you, how, are you, how would you guys, for instance, uh, slaughter a pig without a knife or any sort of sharp object? How, how would you approach it? That kind of thing, exactly. Well, and I don't even want to answer that because I want to see the way that these ingenious farmers. I would drown the pig. I think I'd try to drown it. Well, it's an option. That's a bit of free advice. (laughs) It's a great idea, Aiden. Thanks. So that was my first idea. The other one I had. um, Oh, can I? Are we still on farm wants a knife though? Oh yeah, we can stay on farm wants a wife for a little bit. Knife, sorry. Um, I had another idea. Maybe it's just to be clear. They're all happily married on this show. They're all happily married, but they (laughs) are knife. They do need a knife. (laughs) They do need a knife. Happy wife, no knife. Um, (laughs) Maybe at the end of the show, they can decide, you know, they're offered a knife. This Mm. is in the grand final. Yeah. But they have to sacrifice their wife. They have grand finals. (laughs) So, like, you can either have a knife or Or a a wife. wife. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Good trade off. Um, well, These so are all my, good ideas. My idea for for farmer wants a knife, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was um, maybe it's to find the next crocodile Dundee, um, and it's like that's not a knife. This is a knife, and it's just like we have hundreds and hundreds of farmers, and they just they all they all have a knife, and then every episode is just a different farmer going, "That's not a knife. This is a knife," and then next one, "That's not a knife. This is a knife," and then at right. the end, we vote on our favorite. These are yeah. These are all good ideas. <laughs> no bad ideas. I mean, obviously, this would be getting made. I hope that um, any of our listeners in the media don't cut us out of the deal because we've still got a bunch more ideas. But um, that's far more to knife. The other idea I had. This is more of a movie, and I must admit I haven't thought this through at all. I really just have the title. Um, the f- the film. I'm thinking it's going to be about. It's some sort of crossover between a cricket playing movie and um, a fortune teller. So it's like a. It's a. It's a cricket player who either. When he scores a century, can see the future. It's either that or it's a coach of a cricket team who uses his um, clairvoyant sort of skills to um, improve the, uh, the plight of a, of a ragtag bunch of, of cricketers. Uh, this one's called 2020 Vision because it's about like a cricketer oh, with, with the clairvoyant. Uh, I don't know. It's just a thought. We, we, can, we can flesh that out maybe at a later date, but... Um, that's what I'm working with at the moment. I was thinking it might be called um, "That's So Ravy," named after uh, Ravi Ashwin, the bowler. I like um, 
referencing, of course, that's so Raven, the Disney show where Raven, Simone, Eddie, Chelsea and her friends get into a whole bunch of trouble because you know, Raven can see into the future. But you know, the problem is that she often tries to go and intervene and, and, and stop what's already destined to happen. In, and in doing so, makes it worse because she can see a problem coming from far away. And she's an empathetic person. It's Raven, Simone, yeah. after all. And she yeah. you know, tries to, to intervene and stop it. But she actually you know, gets twisted up in all these sort of crazy scenarios. So I was thinking that, but sub out Raven, Simone, and then add in uh, Ravi Ashwin, the Indian. Okay, okay. how about, how about, mm-hmm. it's not going to be called the thing that Ridden said, because that's um doesn't work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is, is worse. That was my only note as well, but was that it doesn't work okay, Maybe the Australian cricket team, they're on tour in the West Indies. Now, I still want Raven Simone to be in the movie, okay. but I'm thinking she reprises um, Whoopi Goldberg's role in the movie Ghost as a clairvoyant, mystical kind of yes. like that, like Calypso in a mystical um, black Pirates woman. of the Caribbean. Yes. Now, <laughs> I think she would nail that role, and it's a little wink and a nod written to fans of. That's so Raven. Um, yes, which you need mm. these days. Which is essentially you <laughs> and um, <laughs> no one else. Mm, yeah, yeah. But I think people will like that. And, um, you know, maybe the Aussie cricket team, they can't catch a break. Mm. And <laughs> That's always <laughs> a good though, starting point. <laughs> even, though, even, even though seeing the future catch in the That's break. So Raven universe is... Um, Futile, as you said, Rian, because it's completely deterministic and nothing she does can have an influence by definition mm. on the outcome. Maybe they visit her anyway and um, <laughs> hijinks happen. <laughs> well, maybe they can help out Eddie with one of his classic dating mishaps. <laughs> I have to admit, you've lost me a little. I don't know anything about this show. I can't even picture Ray, the, you know, the Raven Simone. Raven, Raven uh, Simone. Okay. Um, look, we've been going a fairly long time. We haven't even oh touched my God, on the we page, done but the these are just a few page. ideas. So um, we can maybe come to that next time. I'm so tired. I like him. Can we? Can we not forget about this segment, though, Drew? Please. No, no, no. I want to do it. I want to develop do it. some of those throughout the week. They're really good. And we'll okay, yeah. Talk I'll for like an hour about them next week. Fuck it. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Got yeah. nothing else to say. So, yeah. Page time. Okay. Again, I'm. So, I can't stress how little I want to be here right now. Um, mm. But don't okay. forget, this is meant to be an absolutely cracking page. We have oh, a very true. Okay. I will give it the on the uh, due <laughs> seriousness that it deserves. We had Raven Simone pop up in the reviews earlier this week. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, page one hundred and sixty-seven. Um, Harry's looking at the mirror, remember? And it's a mirror of his ancestors and he's staring at them because he hasn't seen his family in real life because they all got blasted away uh, by yeah. Voldemort uh, in a funny little end to the first uh, battle. So uh, the Potters <laughs> smiled and waved at Harry and he stared hungrily back at them, um, which would, I imagine, be pretty off-putting they're just looking for a nice sentimental moment and he's just kind of hungrily staring at them. But uh, regardless, um, he had a powerful ache inside of him, half joy, half terrible sadness. He stood there. He stared. Oh, there you go. Here, that was one of the things last week. Remember we said... Uh, Harry stared was one of the most common phrases in the books (laughs) Just popped up again Um, Harry, he's like, I can't be here, I I, I gotta go So he tears his eyes away from his mother's face Whispered, I'll come back uh, And hurried from the room Tragically, of course, this is not actually his mum He's just speaking to a mirror So um, pretty sad for the orphan boy to think that um, think that he's talking to his mum, but she's dead. It's just a mirage. Um, mm. uh, he wakes up Ron um, and Harry wants to show him the mirror as if Ron would want to see his ancestors for some reason. Um, <laughs> I got to say, if this ever comes to pass, like if you guys ever have a mirror of your ancestors, do not wake me up. I'm not interested. Um, yeah. like, that can I have to wait say, morning. If, if I was in Harry's shoes, I wouldn't. I wouldn't assume... That my family was trapped in the mirror. Like, <laughs> I would I would assume that something magical was going on. Like, knowing what I know about Hogwarts being a magic school and one well, isn't that already. Like, I wouldn't think they would just have a mirror with my family in it. <laughs> They've trapped him in a I mirror. Would... <laughs> <laughs> They've trapped him inside. 
a mirror. I mean, because isn't it like, isn't, I don't know, maybe the movies are a little different to the books, but like, I thought, hasn't he already seen like moving pictures and things like, you know, images of like photos that move and stuff like that. So it doesn't seem like that. He should know that seeing is not believing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, poor Harry. Oh, well. Um, He'll learn. He'll learn. Um, And so, what happens here? Um, (laughs) That's weird. Anyway, Harry also says, and I think he's just trying to, I don't know, he says, and and I I can see my mum and dad, but also I want to see all your family, Ron, all the Weasleys. Um, you'll be able to show me all your brothers and everyone. And Ron said, just come around my house this summer. Um, I, I don't know what this bit's about. Um, right. Anyway, Harry's, Harry can't eat. He's very hungry. Um, and he's going around trying to find... Oh, my God. Wait, what the fuck? Hold on. Sorry, let me... Did I read the wrong page? <laughs> Did you actually... <laughs> Anyway, I think I read half the first half of this page and then I read Yeah, then I read the second half of the other page. Uh, anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I thought I thought Wait, I, I so thought I had just, this covered. What are we up to? What, what what's happened? We're up to page 167, but what's happened yeah. is in preparation for the podcast just before uh, I read what I thought was and I was page 167 and I was about to just give you like a quick little summary of the second half of that page but what's now clear to me is that I haven't what I, I read a bit of 167 and then I've just read all of 168 um, so now I don't know what I'm reading I'm just I'm going as I see it and you've um, broken the cardinal sin there you know inadvertently of never reading ahead so um, wait so that was two pages worth of content because I don't think we made a comment on no, any that, of it <laughs> that was just half a page Okay, so Are we're we still on 167. For next week now? <laughs> no, I still haven't touched it because I was just confused. As I was reading, I was realizing this didn't look familiar and that's that's the reason. All right, well, if you don't mind, could we proceed with the second half of page 167 after a brief intermission? Sure. Um, Ron asks about Flamel because remember Harry went to actually find out about Flamel, but then he's been bloody gazing at his mm. folks all this time. So it hasn't really yes, stayed I focused do remember on that. the mission. Of course, yes, I know you do. I know you're always asking about, <laughs> you know, what's happening with Flamel? Is Harry, where's he, has he gone down that rabbit hole? What's he found? What's he unearthed? I've been waiting for an update for months on the I know Flamel you situation. Me- you message us in during, during the week. When are we going to get to yeah. the good Flamel gear? Um, um, Harry, Ron is a bit astute for once. Actually, Ron's pretty, he says, are you all right? You look odd. <laughs> I don't know if that's just like your face looks odd. Um, yeah. Or like you're behaving in a strange manner And by that I don't mean Is he behaving uh, in a strange Large Victorian house That's yeah, odd no, I mean yeah, is no. the, the manner in which he's behaving odd Good to um, clarify yeah. <laughs> um, And then Harry tries to take Ron To show him the mirror So he's now covered both of them in the cloak uh, it's, they have to go a bit slower though Because there's the two of them It's trickier obviously uh, Two people in the cloak Harder to go as fast as one person in the cloak That's the first thing I teach you At magic school uh, And Ron's cold guys I repeat Ron is cold He's freezing He said let's just go back um, And Harry says No 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 I, I really want to show you the mirror I know it's here somewhere Ron doesn't seem that interested in the mirror Much like us um, They passed yeah. the ghost of a tall witch uh, but they they saw nothing else. They they cannot find the mirror, and that's the end of page one hundred and sixty seven. So, um, not sure if that was as good as we were all hoping, as we were promised some three or four years ago. Four years ago now, uh, the prophecy stated that page one hundred and sixty seven yeah. would be a belter of a page. Um, I mean, I liked, I thought it was it was interesting that like um, he was cold because. Yes. Uh, we, yes. you know, we, had, yes. we didn't know yes. much about yes. the, like the thermal the properties of the invisibility cloak, for example. It doesn't because you know, I, I I was imagining it might be like a goose down um, mm. sort of cloak or something, but clearly not. It you must be more of a lightweight material. So it's um so it's quite interesting that it's a bit cold. Yeah, <clears throat> and that mm, should have been yeah that things. definitely should have been things. On yeah. Ma- yeah. Maybe the reviewer um, was reading the actual 
book Harry Potter and, oh, yes. and the actual page 167 is good uh, and our PDF copy that doesn't correspond oh, yeah, is yeah. bad. That old That's thing. just a theory. My, my larger contention, though, is <laughs> now we're not talking about the page at all. Ridden's just reading it um, quite badly. Ridden, mm-hmm. if you don't mind me saying. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> like, it's a fair criticism. Why, why are we doing it? Because uh, honestly... <laughs> I know I say this a lot, but the last 15 to 20 minutes of every podcast is just a really like a broad, uninterested and and poor reading of um, children's book from 20 years ago. Um, okay. I, I got to step in here. It do, that does feel a bit like a personal attack. This is, uh, I kind of guess, the segment where I take over, where I step to the fore and I, 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 it's I just try you, to It's just you shine. didn't even get the page right. You, you didn't even... <laughs> Paraphrase in your own crazy words what you were supposed to do, which is the one thing we do every week on the pod. I I don't know. I I don't mean to hang shit on you, Riordan. I mean I've been fucking brain dead this week, but I find it more um, fun not talking about Harry Potter anymore. I think I've really fucking had enough, and and I think deep down you have too, Riordan. I have a proposal. Mm. Okay, we have been reading at. yeah, for those of you that might have missed it, we are reading a PDF copy that we just only recently realised um, has a lot more pages than the original book. It's just it's formatted to A4 size, not to the actual book size. So in yeah. reality, we're actually much further ahead in the book than we are in the PDF. What do you guys think about us ditching the PDF? We all go and go to our local libraries and rent a Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone and we can skip a bunch of pay we're, actually, we're not actually cheating in any way we're still at we're the, still same the same point we are in the book but we are going to get a lot we're going to knock this off a lot quicker it's an intriguing proposition um, I just know for a fact we're not going to go to that none of us tiny are bit do of effort it, of course no of no course. I mean obviously just you need to get it written we're not going to read I mean what what doesn't matter I'm happy to get it. it I'm happy to get it um, do we think that's gonna? Do we think that's really gonna make a difference? So I, I think that the problem yeah, yeah, no, is more fundamental than that. I think the the idea of the podcast is not a good one. Um, I, think I mean, that's whether you're reading from a library book or a PDF, we're still gonna be reading one page of Harry Potter every week, and that's solution. really what concerns me. And I think, like to some extent, we've already kind of lost so like you know if we did go with your plan reading it will speed things up but like we're already so far through the book that like it probably only saves us like i don't know like it might save us a couple months whereas if we'd been reading the correct book the whole time i think it literally saves us like the best part of a year yeah 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 yeah, yeah, (laughs) i think we may be too far gone now but i mean i mean potiphar's right in um it's clear something has to be done yeah, I mean, it's really but hard to overstate. It, it won't change. I feel Maybe this will never change. Next week, I'll I'll do it in an accent, or I can do it in a song. <laughs> Maybe that will be less irritating. <laughs> Maybe that's not a bad idea. What if we try experimenting? You know, for the next little while, we experiment with changing up the page a little bit. You know, we do it in different ways. So, uh, and we just see if we can find something that works. Because I agree, the way that we're doing things. I don't know if you guys have heard this, but apparently. Um, the definition of crazy is to <laughs> the definition of insanity. The official definition is to do um, the same thing and expect different results. So that was Niles um, Barkley who said that, was it not? Niles Barkley. That's yeah, the chorus of that song. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so I don't and know. I and I don't. I don't want to make it seem like I'm. I'm criticizing you personally. I mean, you read you, it. At I don't think he could have got that impression. Excitement. I mean, me, me and if it was me and Andrew reading it. Like It'd be the worse. fucking words just like fall out of the side of my mouth. Like I've, I'm so bored, so boring. At least you read it with a bit of enthusiasm somehow. I'm just saying like... Well, know. let's crowdsource this. Let's give this to the podophiles. Honestly, rack your brains, guys. Um, just write in. Tell us if you've got any ideas of like ways that we could improve this, whether it's reading doing it in a racist accent like we just um, suggested or um, I don't know, singing it as a song. If you can think of could another way for us to do it. it. What if they just read it? And send us a, a voice recording. Also an option that I'm okay with. Um, but I think, I think you know... Something needs to be done. I hear point. that. Something needs to be changed. Yeah, yeah. We're at a, we're at a, we're Guys, at a juncture here where we can't continue. I would love to stop recording today's podcast. Yes, that's, that's also a good point. So let's quickly do all the annoying shit we have to do at the end. Let's smash that and then... I mean, we've got the... Can I just say, 
we've got the greatest bloody fans in the world. So if anyone <laughs> can think of, <laughs> if anyone can think of a uh, <laughs> a way to improve this podcast, it's our beloved fans. So write in. We'd love to hear from you. Um, and but for now, let's get onto the orders of Phoenix. The orders sure. of Phoenix. Uh, okay, orders of the Phoenix. Um, what do we think of the page? One hundred sixty-seven uh, prophecy. Uh, a prof- prophecy page, definitely. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <coughs> You're not wrong, my friend. Um, I mean, there's something kind of satanic about um, about this, uh, you know, uh, f- uh, clairvoyancy stuff. So I don't know. Sixty-six devils. Sixty-six. Clickety click. I don't. Yep. That's good. Um, uh, name for the page. Um, Harry Potter and the Happy Wife, Happy Knife. <laughs> um, Harry Potter and the Harry Potter. Yeah, fine, whatever, <laughs> fine. Um, it's uh, terrible. D- double double dudes. Just awful. Um, um, Dumbledore, tell us how to improve this pod, please. Yeah, please. <laughs> Just send us something in. And Dumbledore, exert your influence wisely if you're in Queensland. Yeah, so two Dumbledores for you. Um, Dumbledore, don't. Uh, I was going to say, Dumbledore, don't ever start a Harry Potter podcast. Um, by using a pirated PDF copy as your source material. That's a good one. Well, what about Dumble Don't, Dumble Don't Dance and Kiss? Good, yeah, that's also good advice. For the good uninitiated advice. anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. Although read and turned out pretty good in my book. Oh, so I'm a not great a smoocher era. these days. <laughs> um, oh, God. Is there anything else? Word of the week, word of the week, word of the week. Oh, for fuck's sake. Dobby, Dobby, ate some wasabi. Neville, Neville, worships the devil. I don't care about anyone but Snape. Word of the week, dude. Three, two, one, Dundee. Okay, um, goodbye. (laughs) Yeah.